you have to have faith in yourself and you have to have faith in the supreme power and when you have faith you have to do the right thing in life there are basic things which are right there are basic things which are wrong so you have to always have a clear conscience you have to remember that what you would want not what you want to do in the dark okay that you should think at that time there's nothing that you should do in the dark because everything that you do in the dark god is watching so you should never take a wrong decision you should never do anything wrong another very important thing is every day have a goal in your life it should not be that today when i get up there's nothing to do hello everyone i anupam mishra welcome you to the 13th episode of comspire communicate to inspire and today in our episode we have a very special guest she is a doctor who is also very famous as uh, dr crystal right now who has recently published her life story in her first illuminating book entitled when he held my hand i welcome you to this platform with all of my heart and I'd request you to tell about yourself in brief to our listeners i'm a practicing doctor i'm an allopathy doctor since 38 years though i'm an mm-hmm. allopathy doctor i am more into what should i say ayurveda so when anybody comes with small minor ailments i try to give them a good dietary advice and you know something that you can have you know like what our grandmothers used to practice so mm-hmm. i would prefer to treat the patient to way you know with all our ayurveda products of course mm-hmm. sometimes i do we have to use allopathic medicines but you can say i'm more of a natural healer i would mm-hmm. prefer those things you know that comes to where my medicine is concerned i have a passion for traveling in fact i had not been able to travel earlier because i had the responsibility of my two children it's only since 2017 after my elder son got married i was at ease and i was at peace so i said let me just follow my passion of traveling and mm. i'm a solo traveler because i like to see places which are not very common and uh, why i want to travel alone because you can make your own budget you can have your own itinerary so true you can eat when you want and you can just see whatever you want two yeah. things in my travel i want to mention is one which i made in 2017 that's a lahore spiti valley so there's mm-hmm. a place called tau with the monk sitting over there who's 400 years old of course he's dead mm. but he has Uh, he's sitting in a meditative position he has a mala in his hand his teeth are intact hair and nails are also intact so these are the few small small things which people are not aware of mm-hmm. subsequently within few months i will be the youtube videos all about my travel and okay. another important thing which i want to interesting place that i want to mention is in 2019 i went to this place called lapland and mm-hmm. i was fascinated that i also did not know there's a place called santa claus village in rovaniemi when i was in the convent school we always had the concept there's a santa claus and in fact 24th december in the night when i would sleep i would put a note under the pillow dear santa claus please give me a doll then mm-hmm. my father would subsequently put a 100 rupee note under the pillow and next morning he would tell me santa claus has given you money for the doll i believed mm-hmm. him of course back of my mind i knew it. the money but it's like something when you're in a convent you believe in santa claus so when i came across this place as i was doing google search i said wow i must meet santa claus and definitely i made it a point to go to lapland roanemi where i met santa claus 
Then there's a place called Tiruna where you have an ice hotel, where you have the whole town being relocated. And then I saw the Northern Lights for everybody that's once a lifetime, which people must see it. Okay, then the other passion which I realized during this lockdown was the passion of making muffins. So I thought to my mind, let me, now that I realized I can make very good muffins, I said, let me make healthy muffins. Mm-hmm. So I started healthy muffins with the whole wheat, the jaggery and uh, eggless, of course. And these are the different ones like uh, choco chips with cranberry and apple cinnamon where I've gone commercial. So these are the activities which I do. So when my day starts, when my day gets over, I have no idea. And last February, I had decided that 2021, in the month of February, 15th February, my book, When He Held My Hand by Dr. Crystal should reach my place from the publishing house. And it did do that. And subsequently, the same day, I started distributing the books. So these are, in short, about my (laughs) life. And that's really great. All the things that you have stated from being a doctor to a great traveler, solo traveler, and then yes, muffin specialist at present. And uh, above all, as we already have stated that you are Dr. Crystal, who has written an excellent book, uh, which is actually kind of an autobiography of yours in which you have written about your own life. But the way you have written, it tells like sooner or later, you get justice. So whatever you do, the fruits are always there based on what seeds you have sown. So when he held my hand, actually, I guess it tells about that supernatural power who is always there guiding us in some or the other way. So thank you so much for uh, updating us about all the things that you do in your life and encouraging us to do the same, inspiring us with your work. Ma'am, now if I come to your dream of being a doctor, as you said that you have been working as a doctor, practicing as a doctor for about 38 years. So was it an incident that uh, provoked you to be a doctor? or it was some inspiring person in your life uh, who motivated you to be a doctor. How did you think that you should be a doctor? No, I never dreamt that I would be a doctor. In fact, my father was a practicing physician. Of course, he dreamt that I should be a doctor. Okay. Our time, these are our professor. I wanted to become a teacher or a professor because I love teaching. So my father did not say anything. He just kept quiet. He said, let us see as and when. We will cross the bridge when it comes me to become a doctor. But he did not push me into becoming a doctor. I, I was not at all keen to be a doctor. I really wanted to take up a teaching profession. Then my mother subsequently called one Professor Yagdik. He was the principal of Kodar school and he had taught her in the school days. So mm-hmm. he, she told him that my daughter wants to become a professor. So he says, no, I don't think she should because earlier the students used to respect the professors. Now the times have come when they throw arrows at the professors. <laughs> so she will not get respect in this profession. So I was listening to all of this. I said, okay, I dropped the idea of becoming a professor. So there was nothing left to do but to be a doctor. And then, of mm. course, I became a doctor and I am. And today I'm very happy that I'm a doctor because my life has really changed after being a doctor. Right. <laughs> Ma'am, in your story, you have talked about narcissists and uh, the causes or provocation of narcissism. In the case of parents, when they discriminate in between their children, either on the basis of gender or any other category, it's a kind of 
narcissism. So can you please highlight on that part, uh, stating how parents can be understanding and compassionate for all their children rather than being narcissists? Narcissism is something that nobody's born a narcissist. The trait of narcissism starts very early at the age of six or eight. That is the time parents play a very important role. They should not have any gender discrimination between the son and the daughter or between their children. See, all five fingers are not the same. They should accept the children as they are. You cannot have preference for one child over the other. Right. So in my case, it was my brother got a preference. He was treated as God in childhood. Like even if he has gone somewhere later on when he grew up, he had just gone somewhere maybe to Lunaula. And when he comes back, my father would tell everybody, my son has come from America. Mm-hmm. My brother did not even have a passport at that time. Forget mm-hmm. coming from America. So he thought I can get away with everything. In fact, when whatever he wanted, my father would take it from me and give it to him. So Mm. it was like he got what he wanted. So the time came, now that he's an adult, of course, he's 65. He's become a full-grown narcissist and he's a covert narcissist. So basically, I would actually say parents are responsible. If you treat your children as equal, trust me, nobody becomes a narcissist. Whoever is a narcissist right now, it is because of the parents. So very, very important that parents treat their children equally. Yeah. Because they are definitely bringing up a devil in right. adult Yes. So you have shared your personal experience. Apart from personal experience in your like 38 years of experience in profession also, you might have witnessed so many narcissists. So yes. other than like when you are not dealing on personal level, how do you handle them? How do you tell them that not to behave in that manner or not to do in that way? Okay. So basically you don't have to attack the narcissist as such. Suppose the uh, child is actually, you can see the trait of the narcissism early. So when you see that trait, like suppose now the child wants this, 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 and the parents give in to that. Mm. Now you can see for yourself that this child is be- going to become a narcissist in adulthood. So you have to actually talk to the parents and tell them, don't pamper, teach them the values. You have to teach your child what is right what is wrong, they have to be responsible. If he's crying, let him cry. Doesn't mean that every time he cries, you have to give him the toy that he's asking for. You have to learn to say no. When you say no once a while and you teach your child, this is not right, this is right, this is wrong, then the child will not become a narcissist. Whereas one one person who has already become a narcissist, it's very, very difficult. But you have to just let go. Time will make the person, others realize, whoever, like how I mentioned in the book, the narcissist always has this, you know, entourage of the flying monkeys. With time, the flying monkeys will realize, oh, this is what this person is. And slowly, slowly, the flying monkeys will withdraw from him. And one fine day, you'll find the narcissist is all alone. And that is the time when he thinks. But trust me, it takes a very, very long time. It takes years and years for that to occur. So it's very, very difficult to actually get a narcissist back in track unless in the initial stage. And of course, narcissism is reversible. Suppose like in my case, my brother had got a good wife. She would have seen to it that this trait would have been reversible. He would have become what a normal person would be. But being uneducated or whatever, whatever, she also found that she was gaining from his narcissist personality. She kept quiet. 
and that is why it's very difficult for a full grown narcissist ever to be controlled by anybody and to be changed by anybody yeah thank you ma'am ma'am uh, your story is not less than an epic because i read it in just one go so interesting it was and so inspiring it was so you are the real hero <laughs> we talk about heroes for a long time heroes epics but right now we are concerning more on heroes of the new generation so you are the hero of your story who has crossed all the barriers of her life like a true warrior rising as a real diamond crystal sparkling and enlightening many others with her own experience if i ask you what was the most difficult situation in your life what will be your answer how were you able to come out of that situation most difficult situation was when i was sitting at this friend angelica's place in the evening and my elder son had gone for an interview for an aviation company he was in hyderabad so he calls me up and he says that i stood fourth amongst a group of 200 i said hmm. very good wow. so he told me next day is my viva so i said hmm. what will you ask you in viva he said there's only one question do you want to join an atr or do you want to join the airbus so i said what is the difference so he says atr is 10 lakhs airbus is 23 lakhs so i said okay atr 10 lakhs he says okay now i said okay to him i just came home and i'm thinking now from where do i get 10 lakhs <laughs> i had exhausted all my loans i had no jewelry left i didn't know whom to ask for 10 lakhs it's a big huge amount yes ma'am then as i sat at home as usual the supreme power put some thought in my mind and during one of a conversation angelica told me that a very good school friend of ours whom i had not even seen after school days her name is shalini she works in icic bank in bkc and she's got a very good position so next day immediately i went to icic bank i didn't even know what her surname was after marriage i just went on asking shalini 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 and somebody led me to her so as soon as i reached she recognized me of course because i am the same as what i was earlier in school <laughs> i said shalini i want money she says okay i'll give you 1 lakh right now i said no 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 i want 10 lakhs so i she just looked at me where are you working so i said no i am working over there in uh, andheri in a rental clinic so she said just write down the address of the clinic and she says what are your savings so i had managed to collect about 3 lakhs and i put a fixed deposit in one of the banks so she gave me her car and the sh- her chauffeur driven car she said go to the bank just uh, you know break the fds and come back with the 3 lakhs so i went in the car i went to the bank i got the fds I just got a DD of three lakhs. I went back to BKC. I gave it to her, and next day I was surprised because she just handed over to me or uh, whatever that your personal loan of ten lakhs, which I couriered it to my son. This was the most difficult situation in my life because without that, my son would not have got his job per se. Then where was the money to come in for the education loan or whatever the EMIs? so that was a most difficult situation in my face of trials and tribulations and of course due to the supreme power i got out of it yes ma'am <laughs> so look how you were really held by him that almighty at that moment and you came yes. out of that situation so that's the firm belief you know when you believe in him somehow he is there to help you out ma'am if you go back into your childhood what will be the one thing that you will try to change in yourself and in your surroundings 
okay i would not want to change myself okay. i would not want to change my surrounding i would not want to change my parents yes i would not want my present brother to ever be my brother okay in fact i would never want anybody to have him as a brother i would not even ask any parents to have such a son that is the only person i would want the change in my life that is the only person i would never ever want to see in any of my lives that is the only thing <laughs> <laughs> that's great mom you have brought your two sons single handedly as you said about your elder son right now who went into aviation and you were able to pay 10 lakhs and then the younger son who is already doing excellently in his uh, nlp training and all i have been trained by him so both of them are doing exceedingly well in their lives which character in you makes you the perfect mom for them when i was thrown out of my parents house with my two children we stayed in gorivli after that another set of problems came up i would not say problems i would just say some difficulties mm-hmm. so that was a time where my hours of working had reduced because i had to take care of my children and my output means my expenses had mounted up because now we were three of us i had to cook then i had to pay also for the college fees so what and i was the only one who was earning at that time so every day as soon as i came back from work i would tell my children that mm. this is the money that i made for the day now this is going for this expense this is going for the bread this is going for whatever whatever so they knew everything and there was one incident where my younger son asked me for an apple at that time one apple cost 10 rupees so i explained to him i said if i get the apple for you i will have to walk from the station to the house so immediately he says no i don't want an apple after that they never made any demands so this because they were in touch with reality today they realize the value of money they are grounded they may be earning in lakhs but nobody looking at them will ever say that they earn in lakhs then another thing which i always told them that when it comes to money don't say my money and your money we are three of us so today i require money you give me your brother requires you give him whatever whatever the three of us have to whatever is our money so when you require someone requires for their training the other one has to give in when i require the other one has to give in so till today that continues and the third thing which i taught them was never look behind as you're going ahead in life never look behind the minute you look behind you go two steps behind whereas you have only walked one step ahead so you will never reach your goal what has gone has gone don't look behind do not regret what has happened in the past because what decision you took in your past was the rightful decision there is no need to regret because you can never go back in time and space so you have to go ahead so these three things whatever i have been telling them every day every day i think that has contributed to them to what they are today yes <laughs> Mom, in your story, you have also mentioned about the connection that you share with your friends, in contrary to what you share with your family. You have even stated that strangers are better than such family members who remain immune to all your pain and troubles. So, what makes your friends the true friends who have always supported you and been with you in every situation of yours? When I was in school, as I mentioned earlier, I was very. I am also very fond of teaching, and I used to always stand either first or second. 
second in the class. And whenever my friends had any difficulties, especially in maths, I was always there to help them. So they would keep coming to my house and then I would help them with whatever problems they had. Then when I was in school, another important thing was my father always taught me. We had a blackboard. So he used to make me sit down and give a lot of notes. So when they would come, he would make them also sit. So they learned a lot of things, not only from me, also from my father. At the same time, my mommy would prepare some yummy, yummy hot hot snacks and she would give all of us. So for them, that was a very nice thing which they actually were very happy. Then every year in the month of February, I would celebrate my birthday parties, which were a big hit. My father would tell me, call as many friends as you want. We would always have some picture like a Charlie Chaplin or a puppet show. Every year, the theme was different. And in school, we had small groups. We had a Punjabi Sindhi group. We had the Maharashtrian group. We had the Catholic group. We had the Muslim group. But I was friendly to all. So for my birthday, all the groups would come. So and even after school, I always kept in touch with them one on one, you know. So I would pick up the phone, talk to them, whatever it was. So that has actually contributed to them helping me. When I had problems, I did not connect to everyone, just a few of them. The rest of them, later on, they told me, oh, you should have told me, you should have told me. I would have, I'm always there for you. Till today, they say, any problem, pick up the phone. So I know I have friends all over the world. Anytime I can call them today, but God forbid, I don't require help right now. But I know that whenever I require, I can pick up the phone and they will definitely be there to help me out. So your story definitely tells that a friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And if we switch places, and uh, right now I have already asked you so many questions <laughs> about you and what you do. But if we switched places and uh, you will be asking a question to yourself, what will you ask that you feel I should have asked but didn't ask it yet? Yes, you should have asked me that when your father put a flat on your name, after marriage, he told you to hand it over. Why did you hand it over? Why did you sign and hand it over to your brother? As I mentioned, there was a flat in Virar, which my father had taken on my name. That was during the school days. And he told me, whenever you have an issue in life, this flat will be a strong support for you. After I got married, I got married in a rich family. It was a love marriage. When I came back from my honeymoon, my father said, you're married in a rich family. Sign the flat and give it to your brother. I said, okay. So you can ask me, why did you give? Second question that you can ask me was that when you were thrown out of your parents' house with the children, why did you not go to the police? Third question you can ask me was that when your brother and wife were leaving your father alone and they were globetrotting, you could have always made legal papers, gone and met your father and taken the signature. You can ask me, why did you not do that? Okay, I can give you an answer because I've never been money-minded. So when I came back from my honeymoon, my father said, okay. I said, okay. I just signed it off without even thinking that in my life, I'll have a problem and I would want my flat back. And my brother would refuse to give my own flat back. I never even dreamt of such a thing. Secondly, when I was thrown out of the house, I only knew I had to take care of my two children. I did not even think in my wildest dream that I should approach the police or some legal department. I knew that I had to just take care of my children. Then the third thing was when I used to go to visit my father, when my brother was globetrotting, I never took any papers. He used to tell me, stay over here, stay over here. This house is yours. I would say, no, you, uh, your, your son has taken the signature. He says, it's not possible. I've got two flats. One is yours. 
one belongs to your brother. I said, no, both the signatures you have given him. He says, you bring any paper, I will sign right now. But somehow, I mean, I did not even think of getting some papers and making him sign. Somehow that was not agreeable to my conscience. Of course, I've just left it to the Supreme Power. What belongs to me will come to me. When it will come, I have no idea. But whatever justice I'm asking for will come to me. If I deserve that flat, it will definitely come to me and my children. So I've just left it to the supreme power to get the justice which I want. Yes, ma'am. And ma'am, if you get a magic wand right now, so what will be the three things that you can change in our society using that magic wand? Okay. If I get a magic wand, the three things I would want to change in the society... First thing I want to tell everybody, speak. When you see injustice being done, you better open your mouth. In the Bhagavad, it is said, when you see injustice and you keep your mouth shut, you are also part of the same crime. It's a part of, it's a sin. So you should open your mouth. That is the first thing I would want to tell the society. Second thing that I would want to tell the society is that please, for the parents, you know, that don't have all these gender discrimination. So in the family, you should not have, you know, oh, this one is better than I don't have comparisons. So definitely, this is something which I would want to tell everybody that wherever you're staying, whichever family you belong to, have very strong values. Pick up for your family members. Later on, when your child is doing right or wrong, that's a different thing. But in front of the others, never put your children down because it's very traumatic for the child. So have these strong family values. Try to protect your child. So in this society, we have so many nuclear families. So whatever it is, whether it's a nuclear family or a joint family, the family should stay as one unit so that the outsiders cannot throw stones. It's only when there are there's a partition in, in a family that the outsiders enjoy that. They can throw stones at you. So definitely, I would want them to play that very, very important role. And third, everybody should have, whichever caste, community you belong to, you should definitely have faith in yourself and have faith in the supreme power. Just leave it to that because you cannot change the circumstances which are happening in your life. So you have to just take it as it comes. And take a learn a lesson from every experience that you face. Yes, ma'am. That's great. What the, all the three things you said that you want to see in the world so that their justice will never be denied. Justice will be there and everyone will be speaking for that. Uh, at the end, I would request you to share any of the three lessons for our listeners so that they can they can be able to live their life with full confidence, consciously. They will be conscious for living their life. Okay. First thing is, as I repeatedly go on saying, you have to have faith in yourself and you have to have faith in the supreme power. And when you have faith, you have to do the right thing in life. There are basic things which are right. There are basic things which are wrong. So you have to always have a clear conscience. You have to remember that what you would want, not what you want to do in the dark. Okay, that you should think at that time. There's nothing that you should do in the dark because everything that you do in the dark, God is watching. So you should never take a wrong decision. You should never do anything wrong. Another very important thing is every day have a goal in your life. It should not be that today when I get up, there's nothing to do. Tomorrow also there's nothing. Day after also there's nothing. Every day in the morning, you know you have to do something. And as Sant Kabir says, so kal kare jo aaj, jo aaj kare so ab. So try to do something every day creative. Just don't while away your time. Don't make your life useless. Like there are some people who don't have anything to do any day. 
Every day they're just sitting. Now there's a lockdown. I have nothing to do. Whole day I'm just sitting. You just can't be sitting and doing nothing. There are many things that you can do. You can definitely do something online. You can definitely develop so many of your talents. Like I have this hidden talent. I didn't know I could make muffins. Now I'm making muffins. You can also definitely put your hand in some things which you know you have talent. So you can do that. Third, very, very important thing is never regret what you have done in your past. Whatever has gone, has gone. You cannot go backwards. And if you regret what you have done, then you'll be just staying in your past. Don't spoil your future for whatever has happened in your past. This is a very important thing that I want to tell the listeners that go ahead in life. Everything is good. Just change the way that you think about people and change the way that you look at things in life. It's a sunny morning. All the days are sunny. Don't ever think negative things because if you have negative thoughts, negative comes back to you. So do the right thing. Do with utmost faith in yourself. Dream. Dream that you want to achieve this and that. Of course, you can't achieve that you want to go to the moon. But dream, dream whatever you can achieve within your limits. And when you dream it, you have to actually follow it. It's not that you just dream and sit. You have to make a plan. How do you go and follow your dream? So if you do that, you will definitely succeed. There is no word as impossible. The word impossible says, I am possible. So if you have that in your mind, your mind tells you there's nothing as impossible, you will achieve whatever you want. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you so much for your time and sharing your knowledge and wisdom to all our listeners. And I hope that your story as well as your book, if people read, when he held my hand, they will be able to learn so many things from your story. So they will really see a kind of story of struggles, story of success, which has come across so many obstacles, but it reached wherever it has to go. So thank you once again. And uh, I would request my listeners to go through this book if they get time when he held my hand and uh, they could just uh, share their feedback and if they have liked listening to this interview they can share it with their friends as well thank you so much ma'am thank you